Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. And a good afternoon everybody out there. Welcome to yet another episode of The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Episode 422. Happy to be here on this Wednesday. Just a reminder that you are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key out of Noonan, Georgia. And we are brought to you by Ivy Park Sports Bar and Grill, Go Jump and Slide Inflatables, and Backwoods Barbecue. And on the show today, making her sixth appearance, Tanya Chavez. She's back on the show, and uh, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, yeah, I am so happy to be back. I know it's been a bit, but uh, I'm so happy to be back on the show. Thank you for having me again. I was going to have you on the show last week, but, uh, you know, things happen. I was on vacation, but uh, great to have you on the show this week. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like like I tell you, I'm always ready. I love being on the show, so anytime. All right, let's get right into the show. Let's talk soccer. Uh, Now there are three teams remaining in the Women's Euro 2022 England defeated Sweden for a mil and France is going to play Germany tomorrow for the right to go for the women's 2022 Euro championship. You have ties to France. Are you, you're pulling for France in that game tomorrow against Germany. Yo, yeah, you know it. Um, I mean the coach Cohen she was my coach at Soyo in France. And um, ever since then, I've always had a kind heart for France and I cheer for them as well so yeah i mean i'm definitely hoping france can pull it off tomorrow um right now though you know france is lacking in experience they don't have a whole lot of experienced players on that roster but i mean they have a great team besides that and then i of course i'm not gonna um you know downsize the coach because cohen diak is top notch now you are a fan of women's soccer indoor and outdoor Mm-hmm. But the, the women's national team for the United States, they win the Women's World Cup in 2015 and 2019. Do you think that the women can three-peat for 2023 when the Women's World Cup is held in Australia and New Zealand? Well, I'm going to say that I am not sure. When you look at these other international teams, they are either catching up to the U.S. or the U.S. is not staying apart. Because when I'm watching the Euros 2022 – I'm seeing a lot of quickness, a lot of just finesse, like through balls, great passing, great movement off the ball, communication. Um, I just, I, mean, I don't know. I know the U.S. are kind of rebuilding. They've, you know, changing players in and out. Maybe it's chemistry. I just don't, the U.S. doesn't look the same that they've looked in the past years. So I am not sure. I mean, England is super strong, and I don't think they're going to lose players within the next year. Um, France is going to get some of injured players back sweden's never a bad team germany's always strong netherlands i mean it's it's crazy and then you look at the south american teams you've got colombia argentina brazil i just don't know right now it's hard to say well you are definitely a soccer fan are you doing any off-season workouts with the new mexico lightning 
Um, so not as a team, but individually, we all are doing things by ourselves, playing indoor, playing outdoor, doing pickup. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not doing a whole lot uh, like I usually do, but I'm doing enough to stay in shape and keep my touches. Well, I know that you keep up with the National Indoor Soccer League. We just got a new expansion team, the Tampa Bay Strikers. Here's a fun fact. Their new head coach, and I don't know if he's going to be coaching the women's team or the men's team or both, is former Tampa Bay kicker Martin Gramatica. Automatica Gramatica is going to be coaching soccer in the NISL. Oh, wow. I, I saw the team announced, but I didn't see the coaching announced. That's that's crazy. I didn't know that. That's neat. Actually, I like that. <laughs> and we should have another expansion team, which would make six teams in the NISL. I talked to the new general manager, Warren. He said that the schedule is going to come out in October. It looks like I will be back calling games for the Columbus Rapids for their second season in the NISL. Cannot wait. Game should be starting up December of 2022, and we expect to have the big-time players back, including Olivia Gerald, Megan Byers, Brittany Conway. Now, some players are not going to be back. Emily Burke actually is playing outdoor soccer. In fact, just won a championship with her club team out of Statesboro, Georgia. And Brianna Conley is playing collegiate soccer for Georgia Southern. In fact, uh, she's actually going to come back home and they're playing an exhibition game against Auburn University. Uh, So she will not be back in a Columbus Rapids uniform as she is playing outdoor soccer for the Georgia Southern Eagles. And so great for her. It's going to look a little bit different, but we still have the the key players, including Brianna Riancho, the goalkeeper. Uh, It's going to be an incredible season and I can't wait. Oh, yeah, that sounds awesome. I mean, you know, like you, it sounds like they have enough returners coming back, but then it's always fun to see new players as well. And I, I look forward to, to, you know, watching it. I, I still want to try out, and I've reached out to uh, Miguel, um, but, I mean, he just said something about there's no tryouts going on right now, and so I don't know. But I'm going to tune in despite either not playing on the team or just being a fan. Good luck with uh, whatever you decide to do. Um, if it is to return to the New Mexico Lightning or pursue the National Indoor Soccer League, since we're going to have six teams, you know, I wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what happens. You know, I mean, there are many months ahead and the season's long. So, yeah, we'll see what goes on. All right. Well, let's switch gears as we are getting ready for everything football, high school football, college football, the NFL. I know being from New Mexico, you're an NFL person. NFL training camps have started this week. Some of the big news headlines, Julio Jones signing a one-year deal with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, this hurts. Being from Georgia and being a Falcons fan, hoping that the Atlanta Falcons would sign Julio Jones with a discounted contract. He goes to the hated Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, and they're only hated because of Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's kind of, it's not fair, but it's just, a business and i think that uh now the buccaneers are what do you feel about the signing of julio jones to the tampa bay buccaneers um i mean i was shocked at that as well but then when i look at it i mean everybody seems like they want to play with tom brady even though he's aging and getting old i mean the guy is just dynamic i mean he can still play at his age and so i mean a receiver like that i mean of course they want a, a 
dominant quarterback, a legend to throw at him. So, I mean, I'm kind of not surprised, but surprised. It's kind of hard to say, but he was with the Falcons for so many years. And so it's just, I'm with you. I mean, I'm not a Falcons fan, but it's, it's like sad to see somebody like that just go. And especially to, I mean, it's like, I don't know if they're like, like rivals, but I mean, it's just, you know, nearby there in Tampa Bay. So, you know, where like he lost um, players from the last season. I think Gronkowski retired again. Yeah. So, I mean, they're needing someone for him to throw at. So um, it's like building around him again. And who knows how long he's going to play. I mean, he even retired and came back. So um, I don't know. You know, it's it's interesting to see Julio Jones go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady is going to be 45 on August the 3rd. I don't think uh, anybody has played past age 44, except George Blanda. He played all the way to 48. Uh, training camp is interesting because right now I think that the team to beat, they have the over and under for wins, the Los Angeles Rams and over on the AFC side, the Buffalo Bills look like the favorites to come out of the AFC. In fact, they play week one in the NFL. Uh, what do you think about the LA Rams possibly being the first team to repeat as Super Bowl champion since the 2003-2004 New England Patriots? Um, I mean, I think it's it's a possibility. The thing is, is though, the NFL is a long season. Injuries happen so often. And, um, I mean, down there with the Rams division, anything can happen there, too. So I, I know everyone likes to come out with, oh, this is who we predict, but um, it, it could ha- anything can happen. Like, who knows what can happen? So I, I don't see them repeating. I just don't see it happening. Speaking of the division of the NFC West, Kyler Murray just got a big contract. However, there's some incentives in there, some clauses in his contract. And I've never heard of this before from an NFL player in his contract that he is required to watch and study film. Have you ever heard anything like that? I mean, if that's the one thing they're concerned about is he's just not a film junkie. And so they're forcing him to watch film as part of his contract. No, I've never heard of that. I mean, you would think that an NFL quarterback or, you know, anybody in the NFL would need to watch film. So that, yeah, I've never heard of that. I'm shocked at that. Um, I mean, obviously something inside there is saying that he doesn't watch film. Normally you would see like a quarterback is, you know, required to watch film because they got to know what the defense is looking and the plays and stuff. So I'm just like surprised that they would put that in his contract. Exactly. Um, it it kind of sounds like he doesn't watch film and he's out there winging it. <laughs> so I, I'm like, I don't know. I've never heard of that. All right. Well, let's stay in the division of the NFC West because Kyle Shanahan for the 49ers said that Trey Lance is our guy. But Jimmy Garoppolo does report to training camp. He did have surgery. And once he starts throwing, he could get traded just about anywhere. Uh, some of the places that he could go, including in the division, to the Seattle Seahawks, although I just don't see that happening. The Cleveland Browns, we don't know how many games Deshaun Watson is going to get suspended for. If Deshaun Watson gets suspended for the entire season, does the Cleveland Browns make a move and try to acquire Jimmy Garoppolo on the cheap? I would say yes, because I think they would need a veteran quarterback instead of starting a rookie or trying to find somebody else. Um but I, I would say yes. And like you said, I mean, all that's depending. You know, who knows what's going to happen to him. So 
I would see that happening. I don't see Garoppolo going to Seattle as well. I agree with you on that. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't look right. But yeah, um, I'm kind of sad though to you know hear that he may be traded. I kind of like Garoppolo at the with the 49ers. All right, now what is your favorite NFL team? Let me guess. It is the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about that division because you got Carson Wentz on the Washington Commanders. Mike McCarthy is on the hot seat for the Dallas Cowboys, and, and the Cowboys' expectations are to actually win a playoff game. I can't believe that I'm saying this, that being a Cowboys fan and not talking about them going to the Super Bowl, I mean, they had a very good defense. Uh, you got a winnable division, the Eagles with Jalen Hurts. They're going to ride and die with Jalen Hurts. Uh, that's just the way the Eagles are. Uh, they did acquire A.J. Brown. Uh, they do have some weapons. They've always had a great running game. Uh, Miles Sanders is going to be carrying the ball for the majority of the load. Uh, What's your expectations with the Eagles, especially with a winnable division, the Giants, the jury is still out on Danny Dimes. Uh, I don't think the Giants are going to be doing anything in that division. And and then the Cowboys are always tricky. I mean, that's the team to beat in that division. But do you think the Eagles have a shot at winning the NFC East? I, I do. And the reason I say that's because the Giants are weak and they haven't had very good seasons in years. The commanders are in and out. They win some, they lose some. So I think it's between the Cowboys and the Eagles. So if we can maintain our health and stay healthy, I believe we can do it, especially with Dallas's drama that they have down there with Dre Jones and the coaching and all the players. I believe we can do it. That is a great pick, and this is going to be an exciting NFL season. I cannot wait for preseason football. August the 4th, we have the Hall of Fame game. The Las Vegas Raiders taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm looking forward to seeing Derek Carr have a new weapon. Devontae Adams comes from the Green Bay Packers over to the Raiders. And head coach Josh McDaniel, the new era in Las Vegas. I almost said Oakland. But, yeah, Las Vegas. Uh, I really think the team that is in serious trouble is the New England Patriots because they haven't even announced a defensive or an offensive coordinator and Bill Belichick lost his offensive coordinator. Josh McDaniel was an incredible play caller. I'm still not sold on Mac Jones. And that division got a lot tougher. I think that Buffalo is a Super Bowl favorite. Miami got better with Tyreek Hill and Tua and just getting weapons. And uh, Mike McDaniel, the new head coach, is going to have a great team. I think that Miami actually got a lot better. And don't count out the New York Jets. Zach Wilson seems to be the guy. He is riding with confidence. And I think the Jets could surprise some people. So I think the Patriots are in trouble. And it might be time for Bill Belichick to retire. I know that's crazy to say, but when you lose your offensive coordinator and you start losing, I know the Patriots made the playoffs last year, but when you start losing, maybe you start to question, like, how long am I going to hang out and keep losing? Right. And I mean, the Patriots used to be the number one talk of the NFL and like, you hardly hear about them now. Same thing with Belichick. I mean, you hardly hear about the guy and him and Josh McDaniels have been together forever. I mean, I know Josh left for a while to go to the Broncos and then came back, but that's, it's weird not seeing those two coaching together. They're actually going to be coaching against each other. So yeah, I agree. Um, it's it's kind of it's different seeing the Patriots on the losing site and maybe just not even a talk of the NFL anymore. You being from New Mexico, you got the Denver Broncos up north. You've got 
the Arizona Cardinals to the east of you. You got the Dallas Cowboys. You got the Houston Texans. Who is everybody rooting for in New Mexico? It's between the Cowboys and the Broncos. It's it's a toss up. I mean, it's half and half. I want to say. So Cowboys or Broncos here in New Mexico. That's that's who we see. That we don't see the Cardinals. We don't see the Texans. It's just straight up Cowboys or Broncos for the most part. There, I mean, there's a few everybody else, but yeah, mostly Cowboys Broncos. Well, Tanya, let's switch gears to college football because this is a podcast dedicated to Columbus, Georgia. We are in the heart of college football in SEC country. You got NIL. You got the transfer portal. I know that you're a big fan of the New Mexico Lobos. When you look at the schedule in the Mountain West, do you see New Mexico making any moves or just being competitive? Because uh, I was just looking at the Mountain West. Their first game is against Maine. Then they got to take on Boise State. They take on UTEP. And then, wow, September 24th, they go to Death Valley and they take on LSU. Uh, where are the wins coming? Is New Mexico going to beat UNLV? Are they going to beat New Mexico State? I mean, I'm looking at maybe definitely going to beat Maine. I see maybe four or five wins. I mean, if they get to six wins, they're going to a bowl game. I mean, what are the expectations for the New Mexico Lobos? Um, I mean, to have a better season than last year and the year before, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, the thing is, okay, they're playing LSU. That's... <laughs> LSU is way too good. They're way above par for us. But, I mean, it's a good experience for us. So, we're definitely not going to do anything there. But maybe in New Mexico State, we might have a chance with them. I really don't see us beating Boise State. No UNLV. No San Diego State. It's oh, UNLV, UNLV is a winnable game. You know, UNLV has been terrible at football. Yeah. No, I know. I just – I mean, the, the global football team has not been good for so many years that they're not even the talk of the town anymore. So I mean, the the there's not even enough fans going to the games. So I just I don't know. I don't really have a lot of hope for them. I I hope they do better. I hope we can get you know back on the the better string of the community and more support. But I just don't see them really doing all that well. Um, I mean, even if hopefully I don't even see where the New Mexico State game is at. It's here or in Las Cruces. It's but in Las it, Cruces. Okay. Well. Yeah. It might be tough. Mark your calendar. October the 15th, they will take on the New Mexico State Aggies. It will be probably the biggest game in New Mexico history. But, I mean, you're a diehard New Mexico Lobo fan. I mean, they're going to beat Maine. I mean, I see them losing to Boise State. They could beat UTEP. That game's at home. I see them beating UNLV. And I see them beating New Mexico State. I mean, I I feel they're going to lose to Fresno State, San Diego State. They're going to lose to Air Force. Utah State's always a, a tough game. If New Mexico gets a couple of upsets, they're going to a bowl game this year. They'll finish 6-6 six and six and go to a bowl game this year. And that, that's what you got to look at when you're a fan of a team. Like, I grew up rooting for San Jose State, which is also in the Mountain West, but New Mexico doesn't play them. They've been terrible for years. You know, they've been a doormat. And it, it's one of those teams that a lot of uh, big-time college football programs will schedule just so uh, they can get a tune-up game. And then uh, San Jose State ends up getting a check. But you got to look at New Mexico as uh, just being optimistic that they're probably going to get four or five wins and maybe six wins. Yeah, no, I mean, it's possible. I agree that's possible. And it'd be nice to see them go to a bowl game. It's because it's been a long time. Even if it's our own New Mexico Bowl, that'd be fun. You know, there'll be fans at that one. 
Um, so yeah, hopefully it, it works out for them. And um, I mean, it's just about a month away. So we'll see what happens. I cannot wait for college football. Of course, I'm in the heart of SEC country. Where the talk over here is it that Georgia and Alabama are on a collision course to meet once again in the SEC title game, including they could possibly meet in the national championship, but I think Ohio State has something to say about that. Uh, what's your opinion on like USC and UCLA leaving for the Big 12? You have the transfer portal where just about anybody can transfer to whatever school they want to. And then you have these super conferences and you also have NIL. I mean, the landscape of college football is changing and it's going to be completely different in four or five years. Uh, what's your thoughts on the landscape of college football? Um, I mean, I'm kind of sad to see the changes because you get used to the conferences and you get used to memorizing who's in whose conference. It gets confusing. And sometimes it doesn't really make sense for some of these teams to cross over that far. Um, and then, of course, they're going to have to get new teams to transfer over. And I, I heard that some of the Mountain West teams are wanting to go to the Pac-12. Yes. I actually said on my show, I think that UNLV and Nevada need to go to the Pac-12. And here's why. Because you include the state of Nevada. UNLV, they could play at Allegiant Stadium. I mean, they have a huge fan base. Las Vegas is a huge market. They just need to get their football team on the winning track. I mean, their football team hasn't been great. I mean, their basketball team hasn't been all that great, not not since the early Mm -hmm. 90s. So I think that UNLV would be a perfect market to move to the Pac-12, but I think Boise State is going to make that move. And possibly, let me pick another team, maybe Colorado State and Utah State to to get that uh, natural rivalry with Colorado or Utah, or San Diego State or Fresno State, because you got two teams from California leaving for the Big Ten. You got USC and UCLA. Fresno State, in my opinion, has the most passionate fans in all of college football in the state of California. Believe me, I've lived in California. I know that Fresno State is really the only school that they really care about their Fresno State Bulldogs. And San Diego State, because with the, when the Chargers left, San Diego State was the only football in town in the city of San Diego. I think that that would be a good move for Fresno State and San Diego State to go to the Pac-12. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense for those ones to go. Because um, here locally, they're thinking San Diego State and Fresno State is going to go to the Pac-12. Um, that's what we're hearing here. Um, and that, that does make sense. But then it's like sad to hear because, I mean, we're used to playing those teams and seeing those teams come along. So and then, of course, we're going to have to find new teams to play against. And um, hopefully they're strong teams, you know, because we want the Mountain West to continue to get strong. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. But um, I really don't like the change, but I understand it. I, I understand why they're doing it. Well, you could also include teams from the Sun Belt, like New Mexico State and Idaho. Idaho, the Vandals, could make the move to the Mountain West. I mean, anytime a team moves to a super conference, you're going to get a smaller school that is going to join, like Conference USA, going to join Mountain West. So it's always fun. I'm looking forward to college football. And uh, I hope that you're able to uh, ride with the New Mexico Lobos. And uh, I'll be rooting for them. Like when I catch them, like at midnight, uh, you know, on the highlights mm-hmm. on college game day. I know that they play really late, but I'll I'll, I'll keep an eye on them and uh, I'll see how they're doing. Yeah, yeah, you know we do play late, um, but yeah, you know we'll see what happens. And I got to get myself out to one of the games. It's been a while since I've gone to a Lobo football game. I've been going to the basketball games more, 
Um, but yeah, I need to go out there and um, just show my love, show my love for them more than I have been. So um, it's, it's nothing against them. It's just, you know, I'm more, I'm more of a global basketball fan. Um, lately, I used to be hardcore football fan when I was in college, but yeah, I just, you know, hopefully to get better and then uh, start going to the games again. All right. Switching gears, Tanya. I know that the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim is your favorite baseball team. They took on the Atlanta Braves at Truett's Park. In fact, I had a buddy that was at the first game on Friday night when Shohei Itani was pitching. The Braves were able to take two out of three, but there are talks that the Angels are trying to ship off Shohei Itani. How disappointing are you that the Angels are not trying to build around Shohei Itani? I mean, this was once a franchise with a great farm system. They won a World Series in 2002. They were always in the playoffs in the 2000s. Mike Sosha was a great manager. They had such a great team, including Garrett Anderson and Troy Gloss and Tim Salmon. I mean, this team, you know, they had the Rally Monkey. How disappointing are you that the Angels aren't even competitive? And they got two superstars. Well, I, yeah, I'm disappointed. Um, they started off strong, and then in the middle of it, it's just they started losing. And I just felt like, I mean, I don't know if it's giving up or what happened. I know we had the manager get fired, so there's a manager change. And then Trout gets injured again right before the All-Stars. And then, you know, these talks about Shohei Otani being traded off. Um, it's sad to hear. I'm, it's, I'm heartbroken, to be honest with you. I didn't think this would happen. I didn't think they would want to ship off their most I think he's more valuable right now than anybody on that team he pitches he hits so I'm I'm sad to see what their season's looking like and I'm sad to hear all this going on I mean Trout signed a huge contract a couple of years ago to stay with the team um, I was thinking they were going to build around those two guys so yeah I just don't know what's going on anymore yes we have never seen a player not in my lifetime like Shohei Atani. I can't go back to 1918 when Babe Ruth played for the Red Sox. Cause that was the last time we had a player in major league baseball who is a dominant pitcher and a dominant hitter. Even these pitchers that can hit, they don't play in the field every day. Shohei Itani is out there as the DH when he's not pitching. And then when <laughs> he's pitching, he's actually in the pitcher spot. And so he's just been the most incredible player for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim and, I know that, that that was great that he came to Atlanta and that the Braves fans were able to see him. But uh, hopefully the Angels can make a move at the trade deadline and get Shohei Atani some help and they can make a run in the AL West. Yeah, I mean, you know, the season's not over. So the trade deadline's coming. If they can get some guys in, I, I think we can turn it around. There's still time. I just I just don't want them to give up. I just feel like they've given up. I, I mean, even that series with the Dodgers before the All-Star break, that was terrible. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I'm just – I'm disappointed. I'm sad when I watch them. I just – I don't know what I'm watching. I'm just thinking, what is this? You know, they're losing badly. They're not just barely losing. Some of the games are pretty bad. So, it, it doesn't seem like my angels. They're, those are not my angels. Well, Tanya, as always, great having you on the show. Another successful episode. And this is your sixth appearance. I mean, you're starting to get into that uh, that top five list. I mean, I've had over 37 guests, and uh, you're one of the rare ones that's been on the show more than twice. I mean, there's really – I've only had like six people that have been on the show more than twice, 
And you've been on the show six times. So uh, uh, keep it up. Love to have you back. And uh, as always, you know, great having you on the show. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me again. Anytime. I love talking about sports. So, yeah, let's do it again sometime soon. All right. That is all the time I have on the show. Thank you, everybody that has listened to the podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe to my Facebook channel. I'm also on Twitter. You could follow me on just about any social media platform. I hope that you have a great rest of your day, and I am out of here. Bye. Put one of those hash browns at the end, you know, like hash brown team Cobra Kai or something. And then send it to the internet! You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.